What's going on, everybody? Welcome to another episode of the No BS Podcast. I'm your host, Mr. Jordan Pierce, and today, uh, joining us, we have a good friend, Mr. Roger Turner, somebody I've been trying to get on the podcast for a minute now. It's been like, what, like two months, something like that, we've been trying to record this thing? Yeah, it's been a minute, bro. It's been a minute. Trial and error, but hey. Hey. Uh, better late than never, right? <laughs> yeah, definitely better late than never. I hear that. So um, we're going to jump right into it. Um, before I start getting into my my questions I have for you, I just kind of want to give you a chance to tell the people pretty much um, a little bit about yourself and what you do, where you come from. Where, yeah, my name is Roger Turner Jr. I'm originally from Petersburg, Virginia. I uh, graduated from Western Virginia University with a bachelor in journalism. Uh, with an emphasis in broadcast journalism. Um, for real, for real, I never really thought I would be a writer or uh, really with any interest in anything journalism. I was always an avid sports fan. Um, I played sports all my life. So as I got older, I started to kind of just look back and reflect on the things that um, you know gave me the same drive and passion that I derived when I played sports and you know um, kind of just provoked my interest in sports. And um, that led me to writing, and uh, specifically writing screenplays for narrative television series and films and uh, short films and just uh, really just crafting myself into a filmmaker, a minority filmmaker, really with an emphasis on bringing people's imagination to life. Uh, that was kind of my escape when I didn't play sports and I was looking for uh, a way to fill that void and a way to kind of create new passion in something and for me it was it was really just great and being able to tell stories but not just my story the story of other people and yeah that's where I'm at as far as you know what I'm what I'm looking to do in my career and as I progress through life currently I'm located in uh, St. Petersburg Florida and I've been located here since 2016 after I graduated college from West Virginia and down here I got a day job and you know I'm not at my day job I'm working towards you know whether that's writing whether that's making a film, whether that's shooting a wedding, whether that's, you know, posting a picture, whatever it may be, I'm always doing something to try and, you know, further advance myself in my craft and ultimately reach my goal and becoming a successful filmmaker. Well, that's what's up, yo. That's what's up. So, basically, that's interesting because you didn't, it wasn't like you wanted to be a writer or a filmmaker from, like, a child. You kind of found this at a later age. Is that correct? Yeah, it, I mean, it was kind of... You know, like when you get older and you start to look back on stuff and you start to be like, damn, I really am. Like, like I really was doing that shit. Like when I was a kid, like it was kind of one of those type things. Okay. I, like I, I always had like a strong imagination. So like I used to always like try and create different like sports leagues and uh, like arenas and like in my imagination, I had this whole high school like league and shit. Like. <laughs> <laughs>
yeah, yeah, yeah. Like, I'm like, oh, I just want to, I just want to record this and hopefully it looks like your own line or something like that. So that was really the start of it. But like I said, I didn't really look back and realize that it was something I had been practicing my entire life until I was about 19, 20. Got you. Okay. At 10 years old, like if if you don't mind, what was the what was the the script that you wrote? You know what I mean? Like I'm trying to think. Like I wasn't writing nothing at 10 years old. Like my man wrote yeah, a whole. Was, okay, go ahead. No, no, yeah, it was um, uh, it was it was called the Corky. That was the name of the script. Uh-huh. Um, and it was about I remember a character. It was like the main character name was like Trent, and then he had a brother. Can't remember the brother's name. I only remember Trent because that was the dude I was trying to play. And, um, <laughs> and I had, like, I had a coach. It was a whole, like, love set up to it and everything. It was kind of like a Coach Carter drumline. Okay. You know, I got you. Know. Okay. <laughs> um, and it was like Will Smith was the coach, bro. I had, I had a whole, like, cat crew in my head. Not for real, for real. It was, it was like 20, 25 pages. I think that was the max I got to. And I thought it was going to be, like, an hour and a half long. That's what's up. So, when did that go from this is just something I do to pass time to like, all right, I'm going to pursue this? That was probably um, sophomore in college. I, like I said, I, I played sports like all my life, bro. That was the thing that kept me disciplined. That was what kept me, you know, out of stupid stuff when I was growing up. My pop, he, he kept me real sheltered growing up. Um, so, he, you know, he didn't let me do everything that my friends were doing and stuff like that. So, I had to find a way to escape. And, how I did that where, you know, I could kind of express myself and what was going on and, like, what I wished to do and all that stuff, I would write in a journal. So I started doing that when I was, like, 16. And then when I got to college, you know, you on your own. You, you ain't got nobody to, like, really lean on outside of just, you know, the friends that you made. And if you got, if you got like, close peers or whatever who can relate to what you're going through, you know, you can call and talk to them. But I was the first one that, out of my family as far as my siblings. They're really my parents, too go straight out of high school to a, you know, big university where I was, like, off by myself doing my own thing and stuff like that. So, I really had nobody I could call and relate to. And that was, that in combination with not playing sports made me real, it made me real angry because I, I was like, I ain't never been here before and I don't really know how to handle it. So, I started looking at ways to kind of, like, channel that anger to where it wasn't resentment, if you will. Okay. And um, when I was going in my sophomore year, like, I really wanted to get back on the team, play Division One sports, really just play Division One football. That would have been my dream since I was a kid. Mm-hmm. So, like, living with the reality that you weren't doing that, it was it was tough. And, you know, you're 19 years old, having your own, paying your own bills for the first time, you know, working a job to pay your own bills for the first time. That was my second job ever, you know, when I was paying my own rent at 19 and stuff. It was a lot I was dealing with, and all I wanted to do was, like, play sports. So I was like, shit, I can't play sports. I'm going to write about it. So I just started writing stuff. And then when I was at home one day, I just was like, I wonder how much screenwriters make. Like, I wonder what it's like to make a living being a screenwriter. And uh, I saw how much you could sell a script for, and that changed my life. (laughs) 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 And then not only that, like, I started doing more research. I started watching film from a different perspective. But it became became more than entertainment at that point. It became like a learning process. And that was something that I had always yearned for because... 
it allowed me to like tap into my imagination and my creativity in a way where I could express it in a story that I didn't even realize was like possible. So all of that coming together led me to being like, I'm gonna go pursue this, but I gotta figure out how I'm gonna get there because I don't live in LA, I don't live in New York, and all that stuff. So I was like, I'm gonna start making beats. <laughs> bro, my whole inspiration for real, bro, was uh, Mark Wahlberg. I looked at him and I was like, yo. I want to do what he did, which was he, Mark Wahlberg used to be a part of uh, Marky Mark and Funky Bunch, New Kids on the Block. Like, he was a rapper before he was an actor. So, I never knew yeah, that. So, I learned something yeah. new every day. Never knew that. <laughs> yeah, so I was like, yo, I'm going to do that. I'm going to be a producer. I'm going to meet some people. By the time I get, like, 30, 35, you know what I'm saying? I'm going to write me a script. I'm going <laughs> to retire in Hollywood. That's what I'm going to do. And my junior year of college, bro, I was flunking out. I was all, like, you know, smoking weed instead of going to class. Not studying, bro. I was just all over the place, and I did walk out. But <laughs> right before I did, I was working on a script, and uh, I had called my pops, and I was like, "Yo, you know, I got the script ideas about you know these athletes or whatever, and I'm trying to like, you know, I really want to make it, but like I don't really know how to make a film, yeah, yeah, yeah." And I was, and I was just telling him kind of like what I wanted to do, and he was like, "Yeah." He was like, "Man, for real, for real, just just keep working." He was like, "You get to work, you keep working." He was like, "Eventually." Like, it'll all work out. He's like, but for real, you just got to put in the work. And from that moment on, that was my whole focus, bro. I just started writing, reading and researching how to be a screenwriter because there weren't no classes on it. The only way you could teach yourself is if you researched it. So, bro, I would be at work on my phone in the dressing room at JCPenney's, bro, like, researching shit, like, reading <laughs> scripts and stuff. It was crazy. And uh, at that point, I realized, I was like, yeah, this is what I want to do. Got you. Okay. So... That's a lot to take in, <laughs> but I, I fuck with it, though, because, like, I mean, I have, like, a similar story, I, I guess you could say, like, far as sports. I play sports all my life. Grow up, you all, you that's pretty much all you know, and that low-key for me, I know that helped me. Like, don't get me wrong, school always came easy to me, but sports helped me do that. You know what I mean? So I got to college. I wasn't playing sports. Like, I flunked out, you know. So I ain't going to blame it on sports, but that was a big part because of the fact that it was like, all right, what am I going to school for? Like, at the time, I had no clue. I wanted to go to school just for sports. I'm going to the league. That was my whole mindset. But at the end of the day, it ain't work out. So now, boom, here we are. So I can, I see it. And it's just funny because, like, me personally i'm still like as far as my whole thing i still want to pursue not a sports career but i want to own my own gym my own sports facility one day so like i'm still like in that aspect so it's kind of interesting that you kind of just switched and like going to something completely left but it's it's cool because like you don't hear this often that's another reason i wanted to interview so bad because i can't even remember the first time you told me that um, you like wrote scripts I, I want to say it was at Antoine and K House I'm not 100% sure but I want to say it was there yeah I think that's what I think it was there or whatever and I was like blown away because I'm like yo I've never in my life heard anybody say like yo I, I want to like produce films or like you normally hear somebody oh, I want to go to Hollywood to be an actor that's what you normally hear but like I kid you not you're the first person that ever told me that they write scripts and stuff so that's why I was like so interesting so about the scripts Hmm. You wrote your first one at 10, you said. So about how many would you say you've written since 10? I know it's probably like a hell of a lot, but like how many would you say that you you like or, you know what I mean, you, you really, really fuck yeah. with or they're good scripts since the age of 10? Yeah, like um, as far as how many scripts I've written, uh, that's, I don't think I've written more than, I would say, 25. Like, okay. Like the most. Okay. And that's, that's 
really pushing it. <laughs> okay. But the scripts that I write, that I dedicate, you know, time to and like research and like putting everything together, I'm saying from like the whole story, I, I like doing it as far as in a teleplay form, so writing it as a television show. Okay. And uh, I, I've written three, I've written three television shows that are passion projects of mine. Okay. Um, one of which I was actually working on before I called you. That's why I took me in there. <laughs> no problem. And um, but no, nah, like one is called D One. It's about you know it's, it's told kind of like from the perspective of D One athletes and like what it really means to be a D One athlete. Okay. Um, and then one called Buddy City. It's set in the eighties. Uh, and another one that's called uh, Rich Kids, which is pretty much just me kind of expressing how I was growing up in a in a wealthy white environment in high school, mm-hmm. but you know not being in a big city or anything like that. You know, I went to high school in West Virginia, so it was very small. Yeah. And, like, you know, everybody think of West Virginia as, like, backwoods and shit, but it was actually, like, I lived in a really wealthy town with a whole bunch of, like, doctors and lawyers, kids. Oh, uh, just crazy shit. So, <laughs> you know, I was very, you know, like, when I was older, I, when I was in high school, like, I started to see it, like, play out before me. But through all of that, like, I was able to kind of channel who I was as a person. Mm-hmm. I ain't never lose, like, sight of who I was as a black man living in a white environment. So, that that's all kudos to my pops. He kept all of that shit in perspective for me where I never lost sight of who I was. Mm-hmm. And, um, for real, for real, that helped me kind of drive my passion for writing and, and wanting to express myself. That really led me to, once I got out of school and I started to look for work, like, I knew I wanted to work in some form of screenwriting just so I could get some work under my belt and some experience. Mm-hmm. And so I started, uh, I created an account on Fiverr and uh, I was reading people's scripts. I would offer to write short scripts and stuff like that. So I think I got like probably a dozen scripts on there. I mean, I mean, I made probably like close to a G doing that shit. Just, That's what's up. Yeah, like about six months I was on there. Um, but like that was the first experience I got into it. From then on, I started writing uh, short films that I went on to produce with, um, you know, my homies who I work with, my production company. But all in all, I would say about 20, 20 scripts total that I've written. Got you. So, how long would you say your average script takes to write? Uh, the average one. So, I got one that uh, I plan to shoot in July. I haven't started it yet, but I got like the outline created. Mm-hmm. So, it's a couple of steps to it. You got to create an outline, so you got to create like you know, what your story is about, your character, all of that stuff. Mm-hmm. And that can be a trying process, but I would say if you if you dedicated to actually doing it, you can get it done in like a whole day. And then, depending on what you're trying to write, if you're trying to write a feature film, or if you're trying to write a television show, which will be about 30 to 60 minutes, it can take you anywhere from a day to a week. Okay. So what's the longest it ever taken you to write one of your scripts? For one of my scripts, writing it all the way through, to, it was about two and a half weeks. Dang, two and a half weeks? And how much, I'm going to have to get into the screenwriting, but how much you say you can uh, sell these screenwrites from, yo? Two weeks? So, That's crazy. So, yeah, and, and like, for real, for real, like, the inspirational part of this, like, to me, was, I felt like I had found a back door that no black man had ever found before, bro. Like, I felt like I was opening up a whole new way for the culture, bro. Because I was like, yo, I don't know, just like you said, I don't know nobody that screenwriting. So oh, I went on, yeah, I went to Google and I was like, I don't want to write books and shit. So let me see how much is going, you know, how much I can sell a script for. Uh-huh. Bro, the highest paid or the highest spec script they got bought, which was a feature film, it was called Panic Room. You uh-huh. might have seen it. Yeah, I've seen it. Yeah. Yeah, bro. The dude who wrote that script, he got paid 
dollars, I think, for the script. That's and great. that was just for the studio to buy it, just to buy it. If the movie got made, he was gonna make five million dollars. <laughs> so that's crazy. That's like the way the way it was like structured. I was like, I got what? Oh, and what? Then, <laughs> and then I started seeing like how you could get paid as like a TV showrunner, and if you create a TV series. Is based on how you credit it. So if they credit you as creator and writer for every show that you get credited as a creator, they're going to pay you 500000 For every show that you get credited as a writer and a creator, they're going to pay you a million. You make uh, 10 or eight, 8 to 10 episodes a season, you get paid $10 million a season just for being a creator and a person writing. That's crazy. That's crazy. <laughs> Yo, that's crazy. I did not know that. That is crazy. I'm going to have to look in the screenwriting, bro. I ain't going to hold you. <laughs> that's crazy. So, let me ask you this. What's your favorite type of genre to write? My favorite genre? That's a good question, for real, for real. Because uh, I was, I was kind of in limbo the past couple of years mm-hmm. trying to figure out what type of voice and tone I wanted to have in my scripts. And a lot of that needs to rise from the genre that you write in. And um, my favorite genre, bro, is uh, definitely, like, dark comedy. So I would say, like, a more crime, if you will, like, so, like, mystery crime type stuff. Okay. So I like that element, but I like doing it by incorporating a sports vibe to it about athletes or some shit like that. Oh, that's interesting. That's interesting. So we're going to talk a little bit about you writing scripts, how you got into it, all that good stuff. Um now let's talk about uh, the process. Since you pretty much um, decided to go full force with it, um, has it gone the way you've planned it to go up to this point? Uh, so, <laughs> yeah, no. Um, for me, it was like, I looked at it as, all right, I'm going to build this portfolio. So when I get out of school, I'm going to go to L.A. I'm going to go to New York because I knew that was where I had to be. I was like, I gotta be in one of those two cities if I'm gonna make it, make the shit pop. Mm-hmm. If I don't do that, then I gotta go to a film school and like, you know, go to a master's program or a graduate program or somewhere and get a master's in screenwriting. And then, based off the connections I make at those places, I can then get plugged into a studio, a network, or whatever, and be a writer. Because that's how the industry works. And I didn't do either one of those things. <laughs> Somebody gonna see it. 
somebody that's in LA, that's in New York, that's got the pockets, that's got the connections, they gonna see this and they're gonna be like, yo, I'm fucked with that. And I'm trying to see what else you got. And I'm gonna have a whole arsenal of shit. Word. <laughs> <laughs> and then I can feel. And so that's really all I've been focusing on doing. So um, last month, I got accepted into a film festival. And bro, it was, I ain't gonna lie, like we had been doing it here, my boy Dylan, who was in Brooklyn, he working to be an actor. And, you know, I'm, like, behind the scenes, he's kind of in front of the camera. Yeah. And that's, you know, he's my co-producer as far as, like, our production company and shit. So we got the same dreams and goals. Mm. But, obviously, he in a far better position than I am just based off of where he at. Yeah. And all of that taken into account, you know, passion, location, the work we put in, like, all of that stuff, bro, we had got nobody to recognize. We had got nobody to be like, yo, that shit's fire that shit we want to like i want to put billions of dollars on it blah, 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 whatever it may be we ain't get no type of feedback like that so three years doing that you start to think like shit is really what i'm supposed to be doing like yeah so, i feel you <laughs> so i was i was super adamant about getting our stuff out there this year so i was like i'm gonna enter this pilot that we shot you know at every film festival that i can i'm gonna try to get it i'm gonna try to send it to managers i'm gonna try to send it to agents i'm gonna, like i'm gonna do what i can to get us out there and bro when I got that email saying that we had been selected to this film festival, bro, it was like, tears came to my eyes, and I'm like, thank you, God, for letting me know not to give up on you, you know what I'm saying? Word, that's what's up, because, You know, just because it's taking three years to get some sort of feedback, to get some sort of praise and recognition, it was it was everything I needed to just keep going. When I went to that film festival, bro, I saw all I needed to see. <laughs> and I, was like, I, I was like, I know exactly what I need to do in order for y'all to always see it now. That's what's up. That's what's up. I'm glad that you brought that up. In those three years, what kind of kept you going? I know you got to be thinking like, all right, it's been three years. I'm doing the same thing. Ain't nothing really happening or it's not going the way I wanted to go. Do you got supporters? Is it family? Like what keeps you going in that three year point until you actually got that big break in uh, getting your pot in the film festival? Believing in myself. Um, you know, I realized that I, what I was trying to get into was a cutthroat industry. Uh-huh. And um, not only that, it's kind of a fantasy as well. So it was really just my belief in myself and believing that the talent that I had were worth the investment, but not only that, worth the time and worth you know the sacrifice that I would need in order to sustain the longevity to keep doing this shit until somebody that was meant to see it saw it. You know, um, another big thing too was um, I went to LA in December for my birthday. And bro, that was like that was like anything I had ever seen in my life. Like I had never seen anything like that where literally everything was as you see it on T V. Like I was like, Holy <laughs> shit, this shit really like I was like, This shit really exists. It really is like this and I couldn't put it into words like how much of an impact that experience had on me because it made me realize, bro, it's tons of money out here. Don't worry about the fucking money. Just yeah. worry about doing what you wanna do. And that was a big part in me just kind of sustaining that belief as I came into this year. Uh-huh. And then um, probably the final thing I would say was my pastor, he, he was real gung-ho on this whole um, 2020 thing. He was on this whole like 2020 series at church. Yeah. And he was telling us, he was like, between January 1st, 2019 and January 1st, 2020, you know, this was like late 2018. And he was running the series. He was like, we trying to get y'all prepared for the upcoming year because God preparing y'all for something that at the turn of 2020 you're going to be set up for something great and like that shit was just knocking with me bro I was like 
you know, I was super focused on that, and that was really, you know, helping me kind of sustain that belief that, yo, just keep doing what you're doing, just keep doing what you're doing. There's going to be a door that's going to open up here soon. Just keep doing what you're doing. So that, the film festival, just, like I said, believing in myself, man, it's just really keeping me going. Yo, you dropping gems on them, bro. Like, this, this, I mean, like, yo, this for, like, my favorite interview so far, for real. Like, you dropping hella gems. You dropping hella gems, bro. I, I, yo, this, I fuck with this. But anyway, um, uh, a few more questions before we get out of here. I ain't gonna hold you too much longer. Um, uh, we met each other in, what, 2012? Yeah, 2012. So, take, take me back to 2012. Everything that you know now, right? Everything that you know now, all your experiences, um, and that's perfect too. Cause sophomore year, see, look, it lined up perfectly. Look, take me back to 2012. <laughs> everything that you've gone through, everything that you've learned, all that. Um, what advice would you give Roger Turner from 2012 now, if you could, if you could go back right now and give any advice? What advice would you give? Uh, I would definitely have um, started getting to work a lot sooner. Um, on the on the filmmaking side of things, so I would have definitely advised myself to invest in a camera a lot sooner. Um, I would have advised myself to take my studies in journalism a lot more serious. Because um, my last semester, you know, that was second to last semester. Yeah, it was the fall semester before I graduated. Um, bro, I was taking like eighteen credits, all journalism classes, that took me like a three point five. try to get um the person to like paint their perfect picture because that's what no no bs is all about basically your no bottom shelf lifestyle is what you want to do like your end goal what you're trying to accomplish so um paint a perfect picture for yourself um let's just say let's say let's say like two to three years from now paint the perfect picture yeah what would your every day week month consist of Set, 
my own stuff. Like being able to put put my own work out there with my own dollars and not have to worry about somebody finding me because at that point I know I'll be found. Um, to wrap it up, I told my pops when I moved down here, I'll never forget it. It was uh, we were sitting at the Chick Fil A in the mall and we were looking out. Sort of promotion or you know personal or relative use. 
let me know. I got you. Uh, and upstreamfilms.tv uh, if you want to check out a blog or two about what it's like to be an independent filmmaker and, you know, making, making your way on your own and seeing my story, you can definitely check out that for a lot more details. All right, cool. Thank you for joining us today, man. This was a this was a good ass interview. I really fucked with it. <laughs> Appreciate you, bro. I've been trying to do it for a minute, for real, for real. Cause yeah, definitely want to inspire the culture, bro. I, I fucked with the whole idea, of, you know, no bottom shelf. Like I don't like the idea of settling. I don't like the idea of complacency. Yeah. Um, something I've been doing lately is procrastinating, so I'm definitely trying to get over that. <laughs> you know, so I'm definitely trying to inspire whoever I can, whoever I can. Yeah, I feel you. I feel you. That's what's up, bro.